Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Final hour of the get right here on DFW Sports Station 105.3. The fan, your favorite live and local sports content here in the mighty Metroplex in the evenings. Alec Medford and Reginald Atatua. Mm. Rigo Mendoza holding things down for you. The Tolo, the turn it on, leave it on. Listener, we appreciate you so very much for rocking with us this evening. We'll get up on out of here at 11 o'clock tonight, but still got more get right to get to as we have am on the fm on the other side and the final call to close out the show we're going to get you some of your headlines here in just a moment the truckwreck.com text line is 877-881-1053 877-881-1053 to get involved in any and all of the conversations throughout the rest of the show tonight also live on twitch and youtube twitch.tv slash dallas fan cam or 105.3 the fan on YouTube, and we'll kick off your headlines with the game that is currently in action, the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Late in the fourth quarter, they've got a lead after I hit them with that reverse psychology, a bit of a jinx, um, as I believe we have a timeout on the court, and it is 111 to 106. I believe that might be a a challenge happening on the floor. Um, But yes, uh, we're in this clutch game type uh, situation for um, for this game. Actually, it looks like Dylan Brooks has fouled out. So I don't I don't know if that's a challenge Mm. in fact happening. But five point lead for your Mavericks. They're seven and one in clutch games thus far this season. Have an opportunity to do a few things: increase that clutch game rating. And also uh, keep the Rockets out of the next round of the in-season tournament <laughs> as they need this game. They need this win in order to move o- move along to the quarterfinals. So you could do a funny thing. You could do a very fun thing right now. Mavericks, finish uh, it out. It's just like one of those tweets. The Dallas Mavericks have the opportunity to do the most hilarious thing, and that's deny them a uh, second-round in-season tournament berth because why not? Shout-out to uh, Corbin Otis on the YouTube. He says, what is Reggie upset about? Just watching basketball. This is my watching basketball face. <laughs> He's tired of seeing Alperin Shengun cook people. Well, he's missing layups, though, so. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Nice. Uh, that's a fair trade, if you ask me. 
Again, the Mavs up 111 to 106 as it currently stands. We're getting a nice shot of Dirk Nowitzki on the oh, broadcast. Yes. Forget that he was on the broadcast tonight. Yeah, for the whole game, pregame, in-game, I guess post-game. It's pretty interesting. I mean, pretty, pretty fun to see him on the TV, even though I have not heard a single second of it. Yeah, it's a tough thing about being where we are. Yeah. Um, we don't we don't get to we don't get to be privy to the broadcast as it's going on, but it's fine. We try and give you all the updates as we can right here on the Get Right. Um, and one of those updates has to do with that hockey. Yeah. The Dallas Stars on the road against the Winnipeg Jets get the two to nothing blanking of the Jets. Your scoring was handled by Joe Pavelski early on in the game. And then in the final frame, uh, it was Tyler Sagan getting in on the scoring party as well for the Dallas Stars as they advance to 13, 5, and 2 on the season. The Winnipeg Jets fall 12, uh, fall to 12, 7, and 2 on their season respectively so the dallas stars getting things done on the road after a couple of rough games including against the calgary flames who they will be visiting on uh thursday the 30th yeah, so get a the, little bit of that get back right quick yeah that would be nice to see because i did not expect them to lose in the fashion that they did against the flames just uh as uh as it went on friday seven to four that was gross. It, it was funny. Me and CA were in for the morning show, and we're like, oh, they lost to the Golden Knights in a tough overtime game. The Flames should be a nice get-right game, if you will, wink, wink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, no, you go out there and lose by three and give up seven to the Flames. So yeah. hopefully we can uh, we can turn the tables a little bit. That was not fun. And obviously, I didn't, I didn't watch it directly, but I was watching it via updates. And I was like, all right, see the goal. All right, you gave one back. See a goal. Gave one back. Wait, what's happening? And it was just like... Why? Why is my fo- why is my watch keep buzzing? Why am I seeing goals keep happening? What the hell is happening? So, uh, in a way, kind of nice to have a little bit of a lower scoring game and one that finishes two nil in favor of your Dallas Stars. It is nice, and we'll see if they can keep the winning ways going uh, as they will visit the Flames on Thursday. But got some other stuff to talk about and we could even remind you that with those Dallas Mavericks Mark Cuban is no longer the majority owner of the team as it was broken later this or earlier this evening excuse me that yeah later uh, this evening would be tough yeah that would be very be a tough time travel yeah and uh you know if I had a crystal ball if I had the sports almanac you know then I think I would be very rich and nobody would know about it but uh that's the way to do it Miriam Adelson and the Adelson family have acquired majority stake or will be acquiring majority stake of the Dallas Mavericks from Mark Cuban in a $3.5 billion-ish deal. It's a lot of money. And Mark Cuban will maintain a basketball operations control in the deal. And he still has stake in the team, just not majority stake. If you're wondering who the Adelson family is, well, they just happen to be multi-billionaires that are tycoons, if you will, uh, out there in the Sin City. They own the Las Vegas uh, Sands. They also helped create the Venetian uh, back in, I believe, the 80s. So there's some deep ties to the city of Las Vegas and the casino industry out there. So uh, lots of positive room for growth, lots of money to be gone, uh, flowing through the veins of the Mavericks organization, we hope. We don't really know what this relationship is going to look like as of tonight, but it's something that we didn't expect to get for a long time, if at all, let alone 
on a random Tuesday night. Yeah, and one of the weird things is that obviously you saw the valuation, and when we talk about $3.5 billion, they're buying a majority of stake into the Mavericks as the Mavericks were uh, valued at $3.5 million, which means that that actually ends the constant growth of valuation that we've seen in teams because the last team we saw sell, which means we saw the valuation, was the Phoenix Suns at $4 billion. So this is, in a way, is the Mavericks coming in and being at a valuation lower than what you previously had. So that that was a interesting thing that you saw as well. Um, and so... I don't know. I, I found that somewhat interesting as well in, involved with this is that the Mavericks were not valued um, in the in the way that we seemed to th- feel like this was just continually creeping up and up. It's still hard to process, <laughs> to be totally honest. Obviously, like it's big news, but for the average Mavericks fan, especially since, you know, the transaction is not totally finalized or whatever, and we don't really know the concrete details outside of the money involved and, you know, who's involved. Uh, it's just kind of weird to think that this actually happened. Yeah. So it's kind of um, hard to process. Especially because, I mean, Mark Cuban will r- remain in, you know, his role the, as currently constituted. He's still a, m- a minority owner in the team. So we don't know exactly what the unique arrangement means. Like on a functional level, writes Tim Cato of The Athletic uh, until more time passes. And that's that's ultimately, I think, where we are. Um, and so we'll, we'll see if there's more into the motivation of why Mark Cuban does this and more. We'll find out more about like the actual mechanics of how this thing works as time goes. And of course, we'll keep you up up to date on that on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, can I give you a little bit of update as we got the penultimate um, college football rankings? Yes. Today it is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And that's typically when we get these. Um, Ohio State obviously drops after losing in the game. But not as much as one might have thought. So your, you know, your rankings follow your top four are as follows: Georgia is number one, Michigan comes in two, Washington three, Florida State four, and Ohio State drops to um, drops to six in this. But what's interesting is that Texas remains at seven. So you have Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Oregon. Oregon, I mean, obviously, those are your undefeated. Oregon has is your first one loss. Ohio State does not fall below Texas, so that means that Texas still needs to do a little something special when they play Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship and hope that, obviously, the championship weekend will give them an, something and an opportunity to maybe make that jump in and have a possibility of entering the college football playoff when that, when that thing comes around. I saw a tweet earlier from Brett McMurphy of the Action Network. Uh, does a lot of coverage in the college football landscape. And he said, basically, Texas is screwed. The playoff selection committee has had the Longhorns behind Oregon in all five rankings Mm -hmm. this season, despite more top 25 wins, and has no chance to jump the Ducks if both win conference titles. So it just feels like uh, there's not much else Texas can do the way the committee has rolled this year. Yeah, I think that they'd have to be hoping for, obviously you're going to have one of Washington, Oregon lose in the Pac-12 championship game, and I guess you kind of would want Oregon to lose because then you have two one-loss teams that maybe somehow sit above you in that instance. And then I guess maybe you want Florida State to lose in the ACC championship, something that I don't feel great about that ha- happening. So, yeah, Texas might just be on the outside looking in here, which you know what? If we start talking about style points, look, ultimately the way that this thing goes is always just going to be a um, who 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 they want to be in their proposition. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's you kind of could have made that better by having some more definitive wins in certain certain places. Understanding that you did have an injury to your quarterback went to um, Malik Murphy at one point, but yeah, could could have been a little bit better for you. And ultimately, and unfortunately for Texas, might be on the outside looking in. Yeah, and they might be on the wrong side of history as well because. No team ranked lower than number six with one week to go has ever made the college football playoffs. So uh, not exactly on the right side of history there are the Texas Longhorns. But uh, if things were to hold up, you can look at the projective semifinal point spreads and the Sugar Bowl. Georgia are two score favorites, minus 14 over Florida State and Michigan uh, favorites minus eight over Washington. So that's how things would look if they were to end today, but who knows? We could have some craziness happen in the final week of college football action. So it's going to be a wild week as we get closer and closer to the end of the year. If you were wondering what is up with one Shaquille Leonard and his visit with the Dallas Cowboys, it went well, according to the Athletics' Diana Russini. Can can I stop you right there? Because someone did text in earlier and was like, has there been an instance where a reporter has reported that it went poorly? There hasn't, but... Not that I can think of immediately, at least. Just giving you all that we have, really, because, I mean, we know that he, per Jordan Schultz and a couple of other sources, uh, are going to, or he is going to, rather, go visit the Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow. And then after that, he may even visit more teams. But we do know that he is expected to make a decision this weekend. So, you know, I mean, that's all we have to go off of was, you know, Jerry Jones said with uh, the morning show earlier, hey, I'm going to have lunch with him. We kind of already know about the player. We just want to look at the medicals and see what his interest level is. And, yeah, just get to know the guy. Uh, He's like, it's a real easy scout. You know, the guy is a former Pro Bowler, he's had a couple back surgeries. That's all they were concerned with. Wanted to see how he looks in person and how he moves. And now he goes on to Philadelphia. He was always going to visit at least two teams. It's not like a, hey, we didn't reach a deal, so he's leaving kind of thing. It was, hey, I want to have options, and I want to see who presents the best opportunity. So he's going to go visit the Eagles in division tomorrow and maybe even more teams. So we won't know until Saturday or Sunday, maybe even Monday. Who knows? It's kind of on Shaquille Leonard's schedule. Yeah, but I mean, as you mentioned earlier, Diana Rossini did mention that, you know, they he, ant- he anticipates making a decision uh, by the weekend. So that's all we got to go off of. So, yeah, it went well, but, you know, of course they're going to say that. So we do not know yet, but he will be visiting the Eagles tomorrow. And if you have fantasy implications, the Cowboys point spread against the Seattle Seahawks on Thursday, which you can hear right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys, 105.3. The fan has grown by two points. It was Cowboys by seven. Now it's Cowboys by nine. So that, to me, says that one Kenneth Walker probably will not be playing in this matchup as he has not practiced this week. And Pete Carroll doesn't like to test his luck with guys that haven't practiced. So uh, you probably can assume that the Seahawks will be a little bit short-handed on offense. So that's Which, that's that's tough for them because uh you know who's not shorthanded is the Cowboys defense. So <laughs> best of luck to uh to them and all the things that they're doing when they face off against the Cowboys on Thursday. Um no luck needed for the Mavs as they get it done at the AAC 
121-115. Luka Doncic drops 39 of them things. Oh, sorry, 41 of those things because he went to the free throw line at the end. So another 40-point game mm. for your man Luka Doncic. Nine rebounds, nine assists. That damn close to a triple-double. Um, Kyrie Irving came alive late. He didn't have very many points until the fourth quarter. Uh, finishes with 27 points. And he really was uh, the, the catalyst, the spark that helped the Mavs finish this thing out because it looked like the Rockets and their defense was going to stifle what the Mavs were doing um, for about three quarters of basketball here. But the fourth quarter, the Mavs were able to win another clutch game, take them to, I believe, 8-1 and one in clutch games this season. And one thing that I just saw on the broadcast is that you got Luka and Bobar Mar- Marjanovic uh, with a little hey. bit of an embrace. That's always fun to see those guys come together. But your Mavericks uh, win this game and also in the process doing something fun uh, if you dislike Houston keeping them out of uh, the next round of the in-season tournament. So, <laughs> fun thing to do. You may not move on, but the, Ma- the Rockets won't either. So, how about that? It's all because Adolis Garcia was sitting courtside. That's true, in his nice uh, Mavs jersey. Yeah, so that's why the city of Houston just could not be successful here in the Metroplex tonight. I forgot Reggie Bullock's a, a Rocket. That's true. He is as well. Did he play today? No. There you go. Well, Yeah, that's a thing. So weird. Uh, so, there you have it. Your headlines here with the get right on 105.3 The Fan. The Mavs come back. Uh, They were down nine late at one point, but they get the 121 to 115 victory over the Houston Rockets and advance to 11 and six on the season. But coming up next, it's time for AM on the FM where we got the question of the day. And if you're going to commit crimes, cover up your underwear. Next on The Fan. Back here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan, Alec Medford and Reginald Atatula with you until the top of the hour. And the Mavs get the 121-115 to 115 win over the Houston Rockets. And in case you missed it, Mark Cuban has agreed to sell his majority ownership stake and will still be the head of basketball operations as now Miriam Adelson and the Adelson family will be the majority owners. The Vegas Casino Tycoons taking over uh, the majority ownership of the Dallas Mavericks for a reported $3.5 billion or so. Yeah, and with, involved with that, I, I, I honestly didn't realize that the Adelson family owns Israel Hayom, I hope I said that correctly, an Israel daily, uh, Israeli daily newspaper in addition to the Las Vegas Review and Journal which huh. they purchased in 2015. So apparently uh, also own some uh, some newspapers. It's a wide portfolio that is getting even wider as they now step into the world of pro sports. But the truckwork.com text line is 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 to answer today's question of the day because it's time for AM on the FM. What does this button do? Please, please, do not push the button. You have no idea what it. Now, reality can be whatever I want. Don't you dare touch that dial. Don't you dare do it. It's time for AM on the FM here on the Get Right on 105 through the fan. Appreciate you guys tuning in and rocking with us this evening. 
because there's been a lot going on today, but now I am just going to spew 10 minutes of radio nonsense. The question of the day was actually one that was posed to me mm. by our friend Ruben Portillo earlier today. Uh, he was out there engineering that uh, G-Bag Nation remote broadcast at Men's Tea Clinic doing some fine work out there, and he had the random thought, and he posed this as a potential AM on the FM question of the day. So it goes like this, and it will make a little more sense when I give you his answer because it's kind of a complex question to form into uh, understandable words. Okay. But what is one thing that if you're just somewhere in a group setting at someone's house or an event or whatever, someone comes up to you and offers you this thing, no matter if you actually need it, you can't turn it down. You will always accept it if someone offers it to you. And his answer was a bottle of water. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, water is the first one that yeah. came to mind. His his answer was a bottle of water because whether you're going to drink it on the spot or not, it will be consumed. And he said he just really loves water, so he is always going to accept that bottle of water if you offer it to him, regardless of if he needs it in the moment or not. I'm interested in knowing how many other like possible answers there are because I do wonder how many things are universal. Yes, yes, please. Thank you. Appreciate that. See, I feel like it can get as broad or as really specific as you want. Sure. Because I, I feel like someone's going to say money because, of course, why would you turn down money? Which I, I have questions for you. How many circumstances are you in where someone's like, hey, would you like some money? Because yeah. uh, let me make those friends. Yeah. Not, my, my homies don't be offering me money just out of all willy nilly out of nothing just because of some hospitality. It might not even be homies. It could be family or whatever that just kind of spur of the moment. Oh, okay, like if you at your grandma's and your grandma yeah. won't let you go without taking money. Yeah. And I guess in that instance, uh, food. Yes. That's See? one thing. That's and one thing that I've. Uh, I, whenever I go and spend time with the folks, um, where you know do not live with the folks, but you know go spend a little time, I come back with food for at least half a week, at least. I had two very specific things that came to mind, and they're both food related. One, fruit snacks. I love fruit snacks, and I always will, especially those Welches in the blue bag. You offer me a couple bags of those, yep, going right in the backpack, and they will be consumed quickly, if not on the spot. The other thing, gum. I will always take a stick of gum Interesting, because I, I feel like I always turn down gum. I always accept it because I find myself needing some or wanting some when I don't have access to any. Mm. So if I can just get a stockpile going in the backpack or whatever, I'm good to go. Although I say that, and I don't remember the last time I was offered gum. Uh, do, do you have the uh, the concern that I feel like a lot of people have when they're offered gum, which is uh, this is the, this is your way of saying something nicely, that uh, but that is kind of kind of a negative, which is, hey, bro, you might need this. Right? It's not a, hey, would you like this? It's a, hey, you might need this because right now, uh, for me, being somebody that can perceive smell, you're not helping your case, right? Like that's what that's what the offer of gum sometimes means to folks. Do you end ever view it as that way? I never did, and now I do. Oh my bad, Thank my you bad. For didn't mean self conscious. <laughs> my right bad, bro. Did not mean to take it that. Now <laughs> the rest of the show, the, the remaining thirty minutes of this program, Medford's brain is just going to be playing back moments in which someone offered him some gum yep. and be like, "Oh, is that what you meant?" I'm literally thinking of. Uh, one day I was in the Fan Flash studio in front of us a couple weeks ago. Yes. And I think it was actually the day that the Rangers uh, won the World Series. That same day, early in the afternoon, I was in there doing TSN stuff, and Ruben came in, and he just handed me a pack of gum. I took a piece, and we just kind of talked for a minute. So I'm like, what are you trying to tell me? Yeah, that's right. That's right. What do you mean by that? 
And depending like, depending on your closeness or your relationship with the person offering, now you have an opportunity to make them uncomfortable. You're welcome. I don't know if you operate like that, but if you can't tell, I do. Right? <laughs> uh, I, I like making my friends uncomfortable if they can't be made uncomfortable. Like, yeah. you know, if 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 you got That's a good fair. witty friend, they might just you know with the good repartee, they might come back at you and you're like, well, you know what, you got me. Yeah. I tried to get you. You turned it back on me. Good times. It's fair game. Uh, Swaggy Booties on the Twitch says soda, which used to be me as a kid. Absolutely, but I so like last week. So I've been working that out of uh, my diet. I literally just before the show started, I went down to one of the other floors where we have a soda vending machine. That's right. And because my goal is by January first, I want sugar to be out of my diet. So I'm like trying alternatives just to see if I like anything. So I was like, I wonder if Coke Zero is worth any of the hype. I just wanted to try it because I haven't really had it before. And how was it? It was okay. Okay. Like not bad, not great. It was okay. But I can see where it's a great alternative for people that still want Coca-Cola, uh, that something reminiscent of it, but no sugar, no carbs. Cool with it. Like, it's respectable. So I'm trying to work on alternatives to get that, like, sweetness without consuming sugar. I and do love this uh, from the Twitch. Swaggy Booty says, I don't drink soda unless I'm in a group setting, which sounds like something that people say about alcohol. And I don't doubt that you're being sincere. It just sounds funny in that way. And along those lines, from the 214 on the text line, beer bros beer yeah and i get that if you are a beer drinker the problem for me is i'm not a beer drinker me neither but in group settings like you can ask ruben i've, I've mentioned him so many times this segment um that's the homie I forget. yeah he, he's the homie but you can ask him in a group setting like it don't matter if someone offers me one i'm gonna take it a beer because yeah like i i only drink beer in group settings i don't drink it in my free time like when i'm alone watching a football game or a basketball game or whatever it may be i don't drink beer i just don't I don't know why. Never really got onto it. Uh, the two one four says a hug. That's wholesome. I like that. Never turn down a hug. That's a great point. I don't know if I do turn down hugs. I don't think I've ever avoided one. Good hug. Make you feel good. Yeah, it's great. Everyone wins in that scenario. See, the nine seven two gets me. The Welch's one hundred percent. The the blue bag Welch's fruit snacks are one of the best creations on God's green earth. They're so good. I used to eat so many of them back when I ran competitively because they're the great amount of sugar just to get something in your bloodstream before running six miles. I love that you're trying to, you know, rationalize that. No, you ate them because they were candy, right? The idea that, oh, man, this is a great source. Yeah, you were just telling yourself that. And that's fine because I, 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 look, I don't think I can remember the last time I had a bag of fruit snacks because when I have fruit snacks, I have about five. Right, <laughs> like, that's true. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't have one, and it's not because this is a great source of sugar. It's just like I want these; they're tasty. That's I'm fair. I'm going to eat them. I've gotten very good at limiting myself, though, because I would literally only have one bag before a race. So I'm, I'm used to eating one bag. Huh? I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm okay with it. But I can see where it's like once you start, you can't stop. That's right. An interesting one from the eight one seven tickets to the game, Mavs specifically. Yeah, if a homie says, hey, you want to go to this game on me, I'm not turning that down. Yeah, I feel like you just got to go. Yeah. Like, if they're offering, like, that's real kind, especially the way some of these ticket prices are looking nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If somebody's like, trying to pay for you to, to have that. Yeah, you absolutely go. I now, this is where it gets tough, and this is where I'm going to lean, like, very Seinfeld. Um, what happens if it's somebody you don't really want to spend time with? Because you go to the game, you are yeah. spending time with that person, right? Yeah. Um, and, of course, like, basketball is one where... 
you might be able to try and minimize some of that. Baseball used to be, especially in a place where it's like, oh, no, you are talking to this person. And even then, like, I think currently with baseball still, even as we've sped it up a little bit, you're still going to you're spending time with this person. And so what happens if it's somebody you're not really uh, all that fond of? Yeah, it's still very much a talking sport is baseball. And I could see that. I mean, I've turned it down a few times. I, I know for sure. I don't know if it's exactly for that reason, but there's been instances where I'm like, nah, I think I'm good. I think I actually did that for one of the Cowboy games this year where I had a chance oh. to go with someone. And I was like, nah, I think I'm good. Yeah, I think I'm good. I think it was actually the uh, the Giants game a couple weeks ago because I was like, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> like, just straight up. He's I was like, like, we're, we're going to leave in the third quarter anyways. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I do not want to pay more than I have in cash in my wallet for parking just to go watch this embarrassment of a football team play the Cowboys. I don't want to do that. Like, sure, we can be like, ha-ha, they put up 40 of them things. Cool. Oh, there's eight minutes left in the third quarter. I want to go home. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Uh, but I did tease that if you're going to commit crimes, you should probably pay attention to your underwear. Which, I look, what? <laughs> I was What? <laughs> so the headline goes like this. This is literally from the AP. Rob- the, the Associated Press did this. Yes. Okay. Robbery suspect's colorful underwear choice helped police arrest him. Authorities say. This is coming from New York. Okay. A pair of multicolored briefs peeking out above a robbery suspect's low-slung trousers helped police arrest him more than a year later. I see. I already have seen an issue in your uh, assertion. I'll let you continue, but I, I, I see the issue. This is coming from federal authorities in New York. Uh, earlier this week, the robbery happened at a tobacco shop in Queens on September 14th. 2022, three masked men got out of a Mazda and entered the store, according to a complaint filed in federal court last week. Uh, Two of the men pointed guns at employees and customers, while the third emptied the register and grabbed merchandise and employees' cell phones. The robbers filed in the Mazda and the surveillance videos that were disseminated through the media show the third robber wearing brightly colored briefs with a large letter R in white and the year 1990 in yellow. Nah, that's crazy. Why do you have so highly specified undergarments? Yeah. And an, uh, and Did your mama stench that in there? Like, why is that so specified? <laughs> and anonymous, for Mike Carly. Yeah, an anonymous tipster, uh, tipster passed along the Instagram handle of the suspect with the same underwear in a picture, according to the complaint. The caller also told police that the robbers had tried to sell the stolen merchandise at another Queens location after confirming that was the same person via the picture. Yeah, so I feel like we can talk about the idea of, hey, man, don't go to the same business to try and sell it. But I think the biggest part of this is not necessarily the undergarments part, although I think that that's fine. Uh, How about wear a belt, right? I hate to sound like somebody's daddy. How about wear a belt, (laughs) right? First of all, you're doing uh, criminal activities. I feel like you want to have the right amount of mobility and have your pants sliding down your keister. It might not help that, right? So, like, I feel like that's the way that I would go about this. And as an added benefit, the undergarment's probably not showing, you know? I feel like that would also help you. But yeah, how about a belt, dog? How about that? Teachers used to give string, you know, to tie them things up back in back in middle school and high school. Zip ties, something. Just, yeah. Just have some common sense if you're going to commit crimes. Or at least steal a belt first. Yeah, steal the belt, put it on, and then go. Just kidding, don't steal. Yeah, don't steal, period. But, like, you could at least be smarter about it and help out your case. But I'm also not your daddy, so if you are going to steal, at least do it smart. Yeah, and 
last thing here on AM on the FM, just something interesting. You know how the Sphere in Las Vegas has gotten a lot of flack for the tons of money that they lost in their first little bit of operating time. Have they gotten flack for that? Yeah, people are just like, huh. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, a little bit of shot for it and works. And then I actually do have a follow-up question after this real quick uh, that a friend posed to me yesterday. Um, so you two did the first ever concert at the Sphere in That's Las true. Vegas. And it looks crazy. Yeah, on September 29th. And in a they, good way, mind you. And they did their first leg of their two-part residency. Uh, it wrapped up on November 4th. It was 17 shows at the Sphere. We have the financials behind it. They did 17 shows, mm-hmm. averaging about 16,500 tickets per show. Cool. Grossed about $6.5 million. Wait, is it It's 16000 in there? Yeah. It doesn't feel like... I mean, the, I haven't been there. The videos don't look like it's that big, that big in that many seats. Okay. All right. Came out to a total of $110 million in revenue across 281,000 tickets sold. Okay. Pretty good business. And there's already rumors about who's going to take over next inside the sphere. Beyonce apparently looking into it as well. So there you have it. And the last thing I promise I want to wrap up AM on the FM with. Good for James Dolan, I guess. Yeah, good for him, I guess, if you care. I don't. Um, A friend posted to me this statement. Uh, My buddy Hayden just always kind of randomly throws random statements and questions that make you think. Talk, talking about the AI stuff with the human element earlier. Mm-hmm. Just random stuff that makes you scratch your head. He's really good about that. Uh, he mentioned that we need some more good idioms in the English language. You know? To which I say, he's absolutely right. I would have never thought about that. But there's some great ones out there. Huh. I feel real dumb because immediately I'm like, all right. What's the idiom that I go to? And I'm just like... You're like the ball is in your court, under the weather, spill the beans, break a leg. Sure. We need to create some new ones. It's about time. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, As I try not to like sit and watch videos on my phone or whatever, I did see one recently with like these two dudes that were just like making up expressions. They're like, yeah. they don't actually... They're not real, but they were making them up and just kind of having meetings with them. And I was like, eh, like, I don't think it's absolutely necessary, but it's the type of thing where, like, if it works for you and your folk and your people, you can do it. I don't think we need new ones. Come on. I think we should add some. Also, I feel like those are the types of things that kind of happen organically. Right? That's fair. Like, I feel like you force it and it sounds stupid. Yeah. But hey, if if we could add some now, it's better late than never. Eh. I could, I could, I could leave that. Me personally, I'm like idioms. It's fine. I feel like the ones that we have, because also this idioms are one of the reasons why learning English is so damn hard. Yep, <laughs> it makes no sense. Like I feel bad for all the uh, non-native English speakers who are like learning it as their second or third or whatever language, because like so many other languages make more sense with the rules. Our rules are already stupid. And then we're like, all right, you got all the world words down, except when we say it in this order, it don't make it don't mean that it means something different. What are you talking about? It's hard to wrap your head around the English language. It's a very stupid language that we have here. I just fit in like three idioms and nobody picked up on it. It's amazing. Uh, that's AM on the FM right here on the Get Right. Because I don't have to think about idioms. I'm, <laughs> I mean, that's how they that's natural. how they work, right? They should yeah. be natural. And so with that being the case, you start creating new ones, I'm going to have to think about what the hell you told me. That's Tell fair. Me. Makes Why me feel do smart, that? though. Makes me feel smart. It's the final call next on the Get Right.
This segment of the Get Right is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Just announced Classic Chevrolet and Grapevine's one-time Trailblazer offload. A limited supply of excess new Trailblazer models will be sold direct to the public below market value. See them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. Don't wait. The best sell fast. Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads. One final time here on the Get Right. Thanks to Rigo Mendoza for all of his hard work tonight. And also a big thanks to Bob Condotta of the Seattle Times covering the Seattle Seahawks, helping us get ready for the Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks going after each other on Thursday night football at AT&T Stadium. You can hear that broadcast right here on 105.3 The Fan. And if you missed that conversation, you can hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app to revisit that conversation at 7.20 today. But it is time for the final call here on the Get Right as... Uh, the Mavs were victorious tonight over the Houston Rockets, 121 to 115. Obviously, the game is kind of underscored by the breaking news that went down earlier this evening that Mark Cuban is selling his majority stake of ownership of the Dallas Mavericks to the Adelson family and Miriam Adelson, uh, doing a lot of work in the casino industry out there in Las Vegas. They were instrumental in the upbringing of the Venetian and all kinds of stuff out there, including some different news publications and whatnot, which Reggie gave us previously. Yeah, but we they, did. They bought into the Las Vegas uh, Review Journal, I believe. As I started saying it, I forgot exactly what the name of the new Las Vegas paper is, but they bought in in 2015 there. And they also have an Israeli newspaper as well. We did get some interesting and important information, though, to add on to all the speculation and whatnot of what is next uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, approximately 30 minutes ago, uh, shout out to Nui Scruggs, who is the, uh, the sports director at NBC5. Um, mm-hmm. He confirmed with Mark Cuban uh, a few things. One, that the Mavs will not relocate to Las Vegas. Two, that uh, the Sands Corp, uh, on the Sands Corp, Cuban said, quote, Coming in to upgrade and hopefully build a new arena, which will hopefully be like a, a, a Venetian-like resort here in Dallas. That's the goal. And third, Cuban said, I will still run basketball ops. So two of those seem fairly, you know, obvious as to what we knew. The one that caught me as interesting is the idea that, you know, they're coming in to upgrade and hopefully build a new arena. And I think this is where people's suspicions of the gambling aspect can maybe be heightened because the idea they said a Venetian-like resort, um, obviously there is just like the basic hospitality um, portion of it where it's like, look, man, they've built a Venetian before. So having something like that uh, with the the new Maverick Stadium or a hypothetical new uh, Maverick Stadium makes sense. However, obviously, that's going to link, you know, harken back to their roots in gaming um, and what that possibly could look like in Dallas-Fort Worth. And so I think that that gives a little bit of life to a lot of the people that were saying maybe this has something to do or somewhat predicated with the idea of gambling in the DFW area. It's big. And, you know, it's nice that Cuban was able to give that out tonight. Uh, so we don't have to be left speculating any longer. But, you know, it just goes to what Reggie was saying earlier. There is no world, no universe where it made sense for them to relocate the Dallas Mavericks to uh, Las Vegas. So it's nice to see that we just have that fully laid out. It is not happening. But uh, to see Cuban outright say, hey, we want a new arena and we want it to be a spectacle. 
and one that has something to do in some resemblance of a casino, you know, as you were just talking about, is kind of a big deal. And it shows that they have, to me at least, they have some confidence that they'll get that legislation somewhere down the road that, you know, gambling in Texas will become a thing. And, you know, if they're hopeful for that, then I'm sure it kind of expedites the process of making these things happen. But it's something that's been talked about for years now about the double AC and the lease with the Mavericks coming up at some point. It's like Cubans just openly been saying there's less than 50% chance that we stay at the double AC. And now he's saying, yeah, the reason I did this and made this deal happen is because I want a new arena. And of course, there's other things that come with uh, partnering with other business-minded people that have a lot more money than you. So there's probably going to be plenty of opportunities to grow and expand in other ways in terms of presence and marketability and everything. And one but, of the things when we talk about, you know, the business of sports is sports owners are not, just, you know, obviously the team itself is one. What you're saying is that sports uh, sports owners are also basically getting into real estate because you see new stadiums built and what they're also building with them is like entertainment districts or things of that nature around them, retail districts. And so that is more of like the, you know, actual real estate business of this and having um, the entertainment district. And obviously in this, you know, circumstance, having something maybe like gambling that's also associated. I can think to um, Philadelphia. Uh, I understand nobody really wants to think about them as a city, but they have something similar. Their, you know, sports park area has, you know, Lincoln Financial Field. It has Citizens Bank Park. It has Wells Fargo Center. All those things in this one area in the middle they have one of these live buildings and it, you know, supports gambling within it. And so the idea being you have all this sports here and having sports gambling in within this hub allows you to do that. And I could see that, you know, the Mavericks doing something similar. Hell, I could possibly see what the Rangers have developed there, Texas Live, with the lows and everything yeah. also being, you know, in that way as well, should, you know, gambling come to Texas legally. And so, um, hey. That's I guess that that's also a portion of what they're doing there. Yeah, after Cuban saying that to Nui Scruggs tonight after the game, it just does feel like a little bit more to me, a little more confidence that this is purely a business move and a money move of, hey, let's help each other make more money and not much else outside of that. Uh, and it's smart on the part of Cuban, at least, like, hey, I can make some cash off of this and I can essentially employ someone to come in that has more funds on hand and more assets than me and a better sense of what I'm trying to do in all honesty and try to make it a reality. And you brought up a great point that it's more real estate than anything nowadays, because you've seen it with the Buffalo bills with the Chicago bears as they're, you know, mocking up and agreeing in some parts to these new ideas. The cities aren't just saying the cities are saying like, Hey, let's just get you a new stadium. And then the team and the owners are like, uh, how about you give me a new stadium and this plot of land where I can open up this restaurant, this hotel, this family attraction, and so on and so forth because they want to make these entertainment districts. It's the new mold now. So, you know, it's it, it's a great idea on the end of Mark Cuban and one that I think will quickly become a reality now that the money is certainly in place because they are rich. Well, I mean, you say quickly. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how it develops. I honestly don't know one way or another, you know, how quickly this ultimately does come together. But um, I'm, I'm eagerly waiting to see how this actually plays out. And I think in the meantime, you won't see very much change. Um, yeah. And 
for better or worse, um, that seems to be what it is. And maybe one of the things is better because you talk about it with Mark Cuban, and I imagine Luka Doncic is the thing that Mavs fans consistently talk about. And I don't know what you know how that relationship changes if you all of a sudden have a different management structure at the very top at ownership, or at least acting ownership, um, all the way down to you know president of basketball operations, GM, all those things. Yeah, and on the flip side, you could see it be a positive impact if Cuban does stick around and everything really does stay the same, but they start kind of investing in and around the Mavericks as an organization. That could be a good thing for keeping players and attracting new ones. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, there's two sides of the coin there, and it's going to be really intriguing to see how it all unfolds. Uh, I'm excited for it personally. I, I just can't wait to skip forward like a few years and just see what changes, if any, in the short term are made. And by short term, you know, a few years, it's, it's a good amount of time. But relatively speaking about real estate and whatnot, you know, it's, it's not a long time. I'm interested to see how that all unfolds, but interested to see how things go on Thursday night as well. You can hear the Cowboys and Seahawks go at it right here on these very airwaves on 105.3 The Fan, but before all of that, you can wake up with Sean and RJ in the morning, the KNC Masterpiece from 10 to 2, the G-Bag Nation from 2 to 7, and then I will be on Cowboys Crosstalk, but until then, we're out of here. Y'all be easy. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.